Hey, everybody, I'm Paul Wilkie. And I'm David Oro. And you're listening to The Embargo, the greatest PR podcast of all time. Damn straight. There's always something to talk about and a point to make. And we're going to do it when we want, which is usually every other week. Whether it's tech, business, sports, music, or your mama, we're going to cover it. All of it comes from the point of view of public relations, reputation, and communications. Today is Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. I'm David Oro, and I got my co-host here, Paul Wilkie. Paul, it has been a while, dude. Like, I've been... <laughs> I don't know if it's you or if it's me it's neglecting it, but it's been kind of a busy two months uh, for myself. I don't know about you. How, how's it going? It's been a busy time. It's... Um... You know, you, you kind of expect sort of coming out of summer things to ramp up. And we've seen that a little bit. But, uh, you know, personal life, work life, it's it's full on right now, man. No, it is. And so it, here's here's how I see it. Summer was kind of slow for me. First of all, I got COVID in the summer. I think I might have mentioned that before. And it just seemed quiet. And then everybody goes on vacation. But it is the classic, okay, I think all the adults, working adults with kids, took some summertime off. And then everybody throws the conference between September and and Christmas break. <laughs> and it's a busy time for us. It's like literally the busy time for us. Yeah. And before you know it, now we're we're scrambling to get get everything done before before the holiday window sort of shuts down between uh, you know end of this month, Thanksgiving and and through the new year. It, it's almost been two months since we talked. I think our last guest was Andy Abramson. Um, right. you know, and 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 I think the thing is, we do this whenever we feel like it. <laughs> we try to do every other week. Since that time, I went on my first business trip um, and my first conference Whoa. basically since June, January of 2020. In January Ooh. 2020, I went to CES. And the rest of the time, I've been planting my butt in front of this computer and not meeting people or seeing anything. So like business is back and work. I went to Boulder, Colorado for a client. And then I went to CubeCon Detroit for a client and did an actual trade show. You can get photos now that are woke as well as transparent. So the basically it, you can get a he, she, him, her, they sticker for your badge. And then yep. you get a red, green, yellow sticker saying green, come give me a hug right? Yellow means like kind of stay away, maybe give me a fist bump. And red is like, stay six feet away with me, a mask and put on a bubble suit. And that's how the, that's how you rolled in these conferences. And I thought that was pretty fascinating. I was at a concert last night and a guy in a full mariachi con costume just gave me a fist bump. I'm like, all right, no, uh, no colored bed needed there. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, dude. So we haven't talked in a while. There's one thing going on in the tech world. And we were going to dedicate this show to just parts of it. And I'm calling it Twexit. And I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. To take out the, uh, the the Brexit analogy, we're talking all things Twitter and Elon Musk today. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I got to give it up for, for Joe McKendrick. He's, you know, well, journalist, analyst, good guy all around. He actually replied to that. And I was like, that's a great name, Twexit. Right. Mm -hmm. So is it Twitter, Elon Musk? Are people leaving? <laughs> Will I leave? Will you leave? How important is this whole thing? So, it's so fascinating because you're dealing with, at least from our perspective, you're dealing with social media in general. And you're looking at, 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 at an impactful social media platform. You know, um, 
I've, I've got so many places to go with this. And the first is, you know, it's interesting that last year and the year before, everyone was beaten up on Facebook. And now, now everyone's kind of looking real close to Twitter. And, you know, the, you know, the beatdown is beginning. Commentary, you throw Elon Musk, Musk into the mix. It becomes interesting. And then let's save this one for later. But the thing I find fascinating is while these two have been sort of duking it out for like who's wearing the black hat in the world, LinkedIn has slowly over the last three or four years been sort of, you know, inching its way and owning the social media space on the business side. So we'll talk about we'll talk about that from the business side a little later. But where do you want to start with Musk and Twitter, David? Well, let's start with. I think people have the right to be a little bit fearful, right? Because <laughs> it was pretty nasty, uh, 2016, 2020, this whole election thing and what, what rolled that. And I think there's a fear for that in general. And then that's, you know, on the opposite end of that, you know, the, these free speech absolutists, if you will, you know, that you can say whatever you want. And, 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 I don't know if that's right either. And I think that's the scary part of this whole thing is exactly what 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 is what will this be? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I have looked into how to delete and deactivate the Twitter app if I need to do that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I also looked at alternatives. I looked at Mastodon, uh, which is an alternative. Washington Post gave some alternatives. I love the Washington Post alternative ideas. In addition to alternative digital consumer products, you could use like Mastodon. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Um, you could do things like read the news on an old school website, <laughs> you know? right? Or you could use something like I use, which is Feedly, an RSS reader, right? Um, or you can go some you get expertise from places that like Substack or Medium. Or 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 forge personal relationships. Could you imagine that? Maybe use Signal or your text messages to create, you know, lines. And then there's Reddit, right? Obviously, you could choose other communities like Facebook groups, etc. Um, but you know, if in a in a lot of ways, you can get what you can get off of Twitter. What what I like about Twitter is I follow people and they share stuff that I know I'm not going to come across. And that's sometimes what I click on. And that's kind of what I like. I do also like it for breaking news. In a time of crisis, I will use it for breaking news. But even do, when I watch sports, I'll, I'll, I'll get commentary on there while sports is happening. Not at a game, but like at home watching TV between commercials. I've got a soft spot for Twitter. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll give you this anecdote. I, I know I've told you this before. When Upright started 10 years ago, we actually got our first client through Twitter. We, um, I was setting up I was setting up TweetDeck, which I'm not even sure exists anymore. Uh, but I was, I was setting TweetDeck up to monitor the hashtag IPOPR. So public relations around uh, IPOs. And I would say this was like the fir first day I hung the shingle out, you know, out of the door. And I was setting that up and not within an hour, there was someone who said, who, who put a tweet out there, anyone have any IPO experience? And, and I responded and that was our first client. So, yeah. you know, that, that built, Twitter built my business. But, you know, it was interesting. Um, our head of operations said, asked me yesterday, said, when do when do we pull the plug on working, you know, using Twitter or working with Twitter? And and 
I would say we're not there yet, but it's a good question to ask from a PR perspective. When do you stop working with a social media platform? What are you going to do, Paul? What are you guys? How are you guys thinking about this? I look at it from from a day to day operational. Either whether what, how we advise our client. Now we're now we don't do social media. That's the that's the first thing. You know, I I always tell potential clients we don't do social media. We have a social media firm that we partner with. They're very good at what they do. We build it into our retainer or our project fees because leave you know leave the leave leave these things to the professionals. But you know. These days, because we do a lot of B and B, B B two B, we we do a lot on LinkedIn. We do a lot on Twitter. We do a little on Facebook, not a ton, uh, and marginal amount on Instagram, and nothing on the truths and the parlors of the world. And, you know, I, I don't that, that, I don't even count those. TikTok. Are you a TikToker? We're not doing TikTok. Uh, again, we sort of look at TikTok as a more B2C or, or a C2C platform. But I think that's changing. To answer your question, when 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 do you start putting the red flag on a social media platform? Uh, I think it depends on what's going on. And from a business perspective, you, know, you have to you have to raise the question, you know, is is there stability? at the top of the company and that you know that raises privacy concerns it raises security concerns uh, you know it's like it, it, that uh, that musk is going to lay off half of the staff so what is what is that going to do to the platform so here's my here's what i would say say i i would take a wait and see approach okay if it's going to get crazy you're going to know it and you're going to get out of it yeah. right right now right now the utility in a platform that i continue to, to use that I that I that I like um, for purposes around you know um, news right either tech news Ukraine news or sports news whatever I'm following at that time frame so you just wait and see nothing's going to happen nothing happens you just continue to use it yeah maybe if you want a blue check mark you can do that but changes is afoot I think you know one of the things that you'd put up in our notes was. Do you trust where Twitter is going? <laughs> you know, and this is where somebody like Elon, right? You know, is just like, you know, as much as he makes him as a personality, right? He doesn't work with comms people or anything like that. He just does his own thing. Um, you got to give credit to where credit is due, right? Like any little kid growing up in the world would love to launch spaceships, make fancy cars, right? <laughs> you know, and, you know, dig a tunnel in the ground, like do all the things that he's doing, right? Like he's got little kid dreams in, in, in big boy ways. Uh, and whatever, I don't know what his plans are for Twitter. Obviously he really values it at the tune of $44 billion. SNL had a great joke over the weekend. This week, Elon Musk officially bought Twitter for $44 billion, beating out the next highest offer of zero dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, that, there, there's something to be said in, 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 that, in that joke because, you know, he ended up with Twitter. He didn't want it. You know, he was working hard to, to not have to buy it. And he's, he stuck with it. So, so the next, the next question is what the hell is he going to do? I mean, are we looking at a tempest in a teacup right now or two months down the road? Is he going to sell the thing off or kill it or turn it into something else? And, and, and this discussion we're having today is going to be, you know, moot. No, he's not, he's not a, he, he didn't cut his teeth in social media. It's not his forte. Um, 
you know, I, I, I'm fascinated by the fact five years ago, he was, you know, he was the darling of, of Silicon Valley in terms of what he's done, you know, with, uh, with the, the PayPal mafia and, and Tesla and SpaceX and, and, and all of this stuff. And now, you know, even depending on where you are on the political spectrum, he's either a, a, a still a darling or a, or a, a pariah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It, it, it's the unknown is really, and like nobody likes the unknown. Like change is one thing, unknown change is another thing, right? You know, and so this is like taking it from a public company to add this sort of trajectory of, of uh, you know, sort of a, a, a business that they missed out on capitalizing on the power of social media. So they weren't as successful as they were, but yet here it was and it became valuable and it became valuable as Trump came onto the platform, right? And to get the word out there, you could see how valuable it can become. Um, and now it's private and public and, you know, you, people, it's evolved into something we may regress on that. And it's unknown what's gonna happen. And that's, that's scary. And one of those unknowns is what Elon Musk does to companies. One of the best things I read about this whole thing was, it actually came out on Silicon Angle. It was a guest column by Joe Hickman. Um, it's called Dear Twitter Employees, Welcome to a New World. And it was really aimed at the employees who've probably suffered the worst on this whole acquisition, right? Talk about unknown. They have no clue, right? Yeah. And even if they survive it, how much harder are they going to work and things like that? And, um, you know, Joe goes through this whole thing about, you know, he, does, he, he you know, he's mortal, at least for now. He's got a lot to do but really talks about how he manages things and he doesn't really care for your feelings. He cares about the mission of the project. And that in a lot of ways, you're going to work harder. If you're, if you're there, you're either going to suck it up and work harder than you ever had and be rewarded for that through the mission of the company. Um, or you're just going to get out of there. Right. And either way, you're going to be fine. Right. Either if you're fired or not, or if you make it through there, um, it, it really, it, it was a really telling thing, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I think that has to come through here. And that's what I'm semi excited about, <laughs> even though I don't know, like if it becomes this free speech absolutist kind of way, I think he loses it all. Right. I think advertisers walk. I think people like me walk. Celebrities are already walking. Right. I'm not walking because Elon's taking care of this, but I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> What's going on, yeah. you know? But the other thing, too, is you got to think about, does it remain relevant, right? So, Paul, you talk about you talked about LinkedIn being the place for business. It is a valuable place for there. Like, people are kind of just kind of hanging out there and sharing tips and tricks and stuff, keeping you top of mind. Their algorithm seems to be very strong in terms of getting you visibility in terms of the right people. Like, when I post some stuff on with regards to communications, at least on the profiles that I see, they're hitting the right people on the analytics side. Like, oh yeah, that's who I want to hit the CEO, the leader or the PR professional. You know, it tells me things like that. Twitter doesn't, Twitter tells you the number of reads and the location and stuff, but the reach on LinkedIn is pretty strong. Yeah. I also think because it's a work business platform, I think people do a better job of policing themselves. I think on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, people are okay letting their freak flag fly. 
you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, with LinkedIn, it's like, okay, this is this, these are my work peers. These are people I'm trying to do business with. Um, and I think people are a bit more, not conservative, but a bit more cautious about what they put out there. And, and, and they sort of ask, is it relevant? And maybe that's the future of social media. Maybe there are different platforms. Maybe you have a platform, you know, you, you've seen that meme where it's like on Instagram, on this, on Facebook, on this. Um, and those haven't been hard and fast rules, but maybe that's going to change where, you know, for my sports stuff, I'm going to go on, you know, you know, you know jockey net and businesses LinkedIn and my political stuff's going to be on on parlor or or twitter or whatever and then facebook's going to be the family stuff right uh, right and maybe that's going to be the case so are we on on twitter for me it really is a digestion thing i think of just getting news but there are actual real influencers on there like like oh yeah brands are brands in the influential on there I think some of them are, but it's not like one client I have is Docker and they use it all the time, but their audience is really big on Twitter. Developers are really big on Twitter. Yeah. Developers share how to code and how to do tutorials on Twitter. They practically live on Twitter, right? But if you take it outside of that, you know, maybe there's some other industries that, that are really conversating on Twitter. I don't know. Right. Just on the brand side, Wendy's would probably be the one that I can continue to think of. They're very super snarky and and just on point and biting in terms of what their brand should be, particularly online, which is different from the brand that they sell on commercials. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, but I think the days of using influencer as a the platform to communicate something for a brand or own company, you know, it's going to be hard to move up that ladder. I think there's other places to do that. Let's do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put you through a lightning round on some questions that I have. Oh, about. What? I get to play a game. Uh, yeah. We're going to play a game. We're quick, quick game. Three <laughs> questions. So would you, first question, would you advise any of your clients CEOs or would you, or will you, will you buy blue check status on Twitter anytime in the near future? No. Okay. Why? It's $8 a month. <laughs> it's $6 a year. That's a uh, lot for, for a blue check. It doesn't yeah, really do it. for a blue check. Um, I got to see what's wrapped around, whether services are around that. I understand yeah. algorithms would be better for you. But right now, right, you know, I will not make that investment because I don't know where the platform is headed, right? If the platform turns into free speech absolutist, I'm wasting $8 a month. If it yeah. gets better over time, I'm gonna go buy a blue check. But you know what? That's it's a weird economic. It's something that he needs to try. I've I've never paid for social media, but I have paid because I am the product, right? You pay for LinkedIn? I, I, I did once on the training, not necessarily the leads, but I did do the right. training. You had some really rich training on there, and yeah. I wanted to take them all, but I just don't have the time. <laughs> yeah, so they have really good education. LinkedIn is actually pretty cool if you want to be a business dork all day long and just yes. like go to work 24-7. Indeed. That's my answer on blue. I think that's a reasoned answer. Yeah, I think I think that's a good answer. I don't I 
you know, I I've always said I would love to have a blue check, but I'm not I'm I not enough to pay for it. Uh, you know, I was happy to to jump through the hoops to like sort of you know apply. I did that a few years back. I didn't get it because you know I've got like three followers. But um, so here's here's my second predictive question. This is a prediction. In is Elon Musk still owning Twitter this time next year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. This is a couple year project. And in a couple years, it's it's flailing bad and it's the worst purchase he's ever made in his life. <laughs> or he is turning it around, prepping it for a re-entry into a public market so he can get his $44 billion back. I just can't imagine it having that valuation unless ad dollars are just flying in like crazy or subscriptions it's a lot of money 44 billion for the amount of users that oh, they yes. yeah all right third question will twitter have a board this time next year or is it just going to be elon like it is now if i to, to recap he fired his board last week said i, I think he has a very expensive toy that he owns and then he's got a bunch of buddies telling him what to do and giving him advice on it <laughs> on, on Twitter. I, think, I think that's a smart way of looking at, at at elon owning twitter and you know maybe it is a toy for him maybe you know maybe he has fun with it you know once you've played with the rockets and the uh electric car what, what do you play with next what, you know, what's your new toy you um, play with humanity and influencing <laughs> them through social media oh, to God. see what happens when they do it right hey. Push a button, you know. <laughs> so, I, I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but let's put our let's put our, our PR hats firmly on. If you're advising Elon Musk right now from a PR perspective, you don't get to do that, Paul. By the way, <laughs> no, I know it, this Nobody is the most does that. discussion you can possibly have because he won't listen. But if if there's Wait, one, if he'll like, listen. It just doesn't value your your your. Your input as a comms professional. And those are the best clients to have, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so if you could get if you could give him one piece of advice that he would take, what would it be? Do it right. Yeah. Right? And I'm gonna leave that to him. You know, you you know what's right from uh, I'm gonna trust he knows what's right from wrong, right? Yeah. And um and the public will know what's right from wrong. You know, that that's that's what it is. And then that just really speaks to, you know, his ability to show integrity, right? And and, and values. Where where will that lie? It's yours now. Do it. Just do it right. You know, and and and, and it could be doing right is obviously making money, right? Mm -hmm. Optimizing the platform, right? Who knows, right? Half of Twitter could be decided to, it's probably the right call to fire them all, right? You know, there's a lot of bloat in tech companies. I've seen it, Paul. You walked in it. We've had yeah. a whole decade of, yeah, just hire everybody, man. And then also give everybody free food, gym, and unlimited time off. Yeah. This is a weird time because, you know, these global issues that are happening, son, and then we had the pandemic. It's a whole new world. And for the first time in a long time, since even before the dot-com bust, 
mean, the dot com bus was tiny. This is the first time in 20 years that I think tech has taken a hit. I mean, look at the valuations of yeah. all tech companies, Apple, Amazon, and particularly Facebook, right? They've lost billions of dollars in value. You know, even in the 2008 Great Recession, we were humming, right? Technology yeah. sector was like, okay, well, yeah, the whole world's falling apart. Mortgages are falling apart. Everybody has no money. Well, let's invent cloud computing, <laughs> right? And let's start something new on that. And we had a whole decade of growth in social media, et cetera. This is different. I think the one thing Musk recognizes and is doing right is recognize, like you said, this is a time to reset. Post-pandemic, we don't need to be bloated. Uh, I, I I question when he when when I forget where I read it. I think it was Axios last night. Um, you know, Musk. You know, Elon's expected to to cut the workforce by fifty percent, and the people that are back are going to be back in the office one hundred percent of the time. Uh, I'm a big believer in working from home. I think I think you get I think you get good work out of the right people. Uh, I, I always question when, when CEOs sort of in a blanket statement say, you know, everyone needs to be in the office. Um, I always question that, but I think, like I said, now's the time to, to reset. And I think it's, it's, you know, you know, if you're coming into a company as a CEO, now's a good time to come in and sort of, you know, lay down new rules and new standards. The one thing I would say, which is ironic because, you know, I asked you what, what does a PR person would you advise? Elon to do the one thing I would do is I would I would I would advise this is something I've advised CEOs for you know ten years now is be careful what you post on social media you know we saw with the the blue check thing where he's like how how do you feel about paying twenty bucks for this no okay no well how about eight bucks it's like you know do your thinking internally before thinking on social media but come on now isn't that a little <laughs> bit refreshing. Right, you know, like you get real time feedback. This guy's getting real time product feedback, right? Do we have to roll it up? You know, in a cloak of business process decision making, right? You know, if he's on a whim, like let's do it, right? He threw it out there with twenty bucks, you know, uh, and now it's eight. I like I like tech companies to at least have the veneer of thinking things through, you know. what is what is what is forty four billion dollars divided by eight? <laughs> How many of those does he need every month to get his money back? Right? Oof, God. Listen, I think on 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 Twitter and all this stuff. As long as it was crazy before, right? Like if it does, as long as it doesn't get to that stage, and you know they improve the product, I'll continue to see value in it, but. It's been fascinating to watch. I think the media is having a field day with it. The public's having a field day with it because. Oh, again, it's popcorn worthy. It's just yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's Elon all the time, right? You know, yeah. so. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it's almost with, with Trump out of office, you know, he, he sort of that fix of crazy leadership has kind of like migrated over to him. And maybe, maybe that, maybe that's what he wants. And maybe that's what he absorbs. I mean, you know, someone's got to be the, the, the big baddie in WWE, right? Why not Elon Musk? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Paul, that's our talk today. It's been a while, you know. It has. We'll leave everybody with that. We won't 
suffer people through all the other kinds of stuff that we're dealing with. <laughs> well, a little bit, a little bit of housekeeping. What I'd love to do now that now that we're back, we're and we're going to be back on a regular cadence. Let's. We are. <laughs> we're going to try. Um, so let's let's do this. So this is an open call to our our listeners and our viewers. If there's a topic you want us to cover, if there's someone you want us to have on as a guest, uh, drop us a note. Um, what's our email address for reaching us now? Do we have hit, us up, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> hit, us, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, hit um, us up on Twitter at the embargo. Oh, also we we have a new we have a new um we have a new address on YouTube. Uh we are now youtube.com slash at embargoed. We're at the embargoed. Again, I will put this under so you can oh is that that YouTube handle thing that was going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stored that out the other day. Yeah. So so thanks just, for paying uh, attention to that, Paul. I wasn't. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so so just like the young ones, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Yeah. Um but yeah, so uh welcome back. Glad we're glad we're we're hitting hitting the autumn and end of the year full speed. And uh we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. All right, y'all. Take care. Thanks, everybody.